WCT after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WSUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Hola. After further review, it's myself and David, the man that got Harris here on the phone lines. And an interesting law went into practice, which won't be enacted until a few years from now. The Fair to Pay, is it, or Fair to Play Act, right? Yeah, Fair Play to Play. Fair Pay to Play. Fair Pay to Play Act that was signed by the California governor on LeBron James' show, I think The Shop. And uh, it's bringing up interesting stuff. Actually, this is. <laughs> I, I, I listened to a podcast, uh, the Triple Double podcast with Corey Albertson. Um, really good podcast, basically about bat- Ohio's basketball recruiting for high school. And I believe there was a guy named Morrow. I think is his name on Twitter. Uh, Zach Fleer and Morrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to look him up actually. Morrow. Um, he's they're basically. I don't know if I'm gonna find him or not. Let's see if I get Zach Fleer. I know Corey Albertson is on here, but um, then we got Zach Herrick, by the way, who used to be here on WXUT. Um, here we go, Zach Fleer. Zach Fleer, two seventy hoops. He's uh does a fall league um down there in Columbus, and he was actually on um uh on their on their podcast. And uh, uh, I think it's Jason. I'll look him up, Jason Morrow. And the, the reason why I bring this up is because the Fair Pay to Play Act. Some guys are saying that um. Is this it right here? Is it Merrill or Morrow? M-O-R. Let's see here. I uh, can't find it. Oh, here it is right here. He got it on, on 27. Jason Morrow on 270 Hoops. Um, And he actually does. He works with Fleer. And they actually try to get kids basically seen. Which is which, which is pretty cool. I mean, um. They try to get kids to be seen now by colleges, Division One, Two, Three, whatever it may be. Um, but a kid get, uh, but uh, uh, he went out there and a kid accused them of basically um, <laughs> of kind of profiting off of them because when they do this event with. Um, the fall league they actually taped it and put highlights out there which you you would think is genuine you know innocent genuine you know helping a kid out but i think a kid on twitter kind of called him out and said finally with this fair pay to play at you won't be profiting off of our likeness is what a high school kid i guess shouted out at him and it kind of made the guy a little upset and the fact of the matter is is that some guy let you know that 
even though Ball is Life and all these groups, they don't really make a lot of money off of the ad money at all. And in and in in the true essence, to be honest with you, they're doing this more or less for the kids to get kids seen and you know basically grow the game of basketball. It was what they're trying to do. And I kind of thought with this fair pay to play act, I was kind of afraid of this. It was going to open up a kind of a can of worms where. I I think this is more or less more of an entitlement act than anything. I totally understand the NCAA is a billion-dollar business, and the kids don't see a dime of it. And if they're promoting a jersey that's supposed to be the the likeness of it, um, you know, I understand they should maybe, um, you know, make a little bit of money somewhat. But your thoughts? Yeah, and I think kind of – we automatically assume that, like when the bill kind of signed, and kind of even honestly, if I'm thinking about it, kind of the mantra and the mentality of some of the people that are defending it, they're looking at it as though, like the, the recognizable names are getting paid, the ones that are marketed. So just going to immediately think of kind of Trevor Lawrence last year, like with this, if you know, Clemson was in California. Trevor Lawrence would be getting paid because his banner, like his pictures on the banner everywhere, he would be getting endorsement deals, he would be getting all this publicity and everything. Like, so he would be a recognizable face. And so similar in California to where a lot of the football players, if you think of you know, UCLA or USC or Stanford, or even kind of the men's and women's basketball, which I think more men probably than women, it's a chance for this those opportunities. So if you have someone that wants to use you for a promotion or an endorsement, or if you want to do something that is endorsed by something, like finally being able to get a little change in their pocket. Now, it's not going to be these million-dollar things or you know, multi-million-dollar deals because Again, these are student athletes. You have to just think about the life of a student athlete. How much time do they really have outside of their normal day-to-day schedule to do marketing, do any kind of promotional thing? It's already, like, your schedule is already so clamped down that everything is regimented. So outside of, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, maybe you may have, like, a half hour, you know, if you're in the off-season. Yeah, it does give an opportunity, I think, for those those people that have the name out there to publicize, to be like, hey, I'm going to sponsor this for a little bit. But then at the same time, it gives those sports that don't necessarily have, like, those opportunities to be sponsored. So when you think, again, think about Stanford. One of the first things that come to mind for most people outside of thinking about football is they're pretty darn good women's volleyball program, like nationally ranked, always in the, in the final four or elite eight every single year. Maybe like a volleyball camp, you can get some endorsement sponsorship, something like that, or swimming. When you think about UCLA, like for a while, yes, it was men's basketball, but they have a pretty good volleyball team that's nationally ranked. So here's an opportunity for some of these other sports and these student-athletes to be able to get some kind of compensation. And again, it's not going to be the big hundreds, thousand dollar checks, but every little, 
every little something short change helps, especially when you're a college student. And especially knowing that with the way the rules are in place, you can't really have a job if you're a Division One athlete. And so how are you supposed to have some money on the side? If before, like outside of California, having this law, it was basically whatever money you got in a little stipend, that was it. It's not, now if you can have a little bit more change in your pocket, he's going he's gonna to disagree with that. And then there's also the publicity, get your name out there, get your face out there, get your likeness up. I guess my thing is this: is that I had a few few problems with it. I like I said, I I really think that if if you're an athlete and you want to here here's the, here's the thing. Okay, I, I I first of all, athletes get paid. Believe it or not, I've been around Division One athletes. Uh. If you if you realize that for one, see this is I, okay. So the, uh, how how we we'll be writing this? But the reason why I like this topic is because it's starting to become from perspectives. And this thing, let's let's be honest. A lot of these athletes that go to these schools, it costs a lot of money to go to those schools. And majority of the average person either has to work a whole bunch of jobs to attend these colleges, so they don't get into loan debt, or some have to take out loans. And after they graduate from college, they have a substantial amount of debt. So being a college athlete and getting a basically scholarship paying for college that you don't have to spend a dime for you still get fed you still get somewhat of a stipend to live on now it's not you know thousands and thousands of dollars but for some athletes especially the ones that stay for four years or three to three to four years junior senior year you know you're living off campus is helping to pay for your rent and it's helping you to you know at least eat uh, some food, but then again, though, remember when you're also a student athlete, you get the card where your food is paid for at the the dining halls, and the dining halls. I'll be really honest with you, have some pretty good food. I mean, <laughs> I, I lived college life before, and some of the dining halls, if you're not careful, you can put on the freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior fifteen to thirty pounds every year. So, I mean, let's not think that they're not really getting you know fed well and not to mention also as an athlete a lot of times after practice or whatever someone's catering something so you know they're not missing out on meals for one now are they making enough money to the point where they can buy a a a high-valued car no or can they are they making enough money to where they're uh, david calls back in sorry david yeah i thought you got cut off there you back um they're they're not making you know money to buy you know a fancy car or getting enough to get the, the best in threads as far as clothes, but it's enough to survive and your schooling's getting paid for. So you're looking at it from that perspective, and that's where I think people are getting upset about this. Those people looking at that perspective. Then you have the perspective of some of the college athletes who aren't saying anything because they know what it's like. That hey, I'm getting paid and. I mean, I'm getting paid. My school's getting paid for, and you know, I am getting some of these benefits. And they know that probably college is the the last line for them of playing organized sports. So they're, you know, as they're being quiet, not really saying anything. 
because they're kind of on the fence because they see both sides of it. But then you have ones that are like basically LeBron James and who never played college sports, but yet he has to have this big voice in it. And, and that's where I, I get a little irritated because that's, that's to me almost entitlement. You're looking at it from the rich pro athlete perspective, which is nothing wrong with that. But it, it seems like sometimes – LeBron just has this entitled opinion, and it's like, LeBron, you got to look at all the perspectives here. I get it, because he was talking about, and if I can maybe find the sound bite, about how if he, if he went to Ohio State, they would have been, you know, profiting off his likeness, and he wouldn't have seen a dime about it, and then, you know, he talked about how him and his mom struggled, even though some people did point out on social media that um, <laughs> uh, that he had a Hummer, his senior year in high school, even though, you know, if you look at their income, they didn't probably nowhere near could afford it, but everyone knew he was going to the league. He's going to be able to pay it off anyway. But the fact of the matter is this, is that you never played college sports. And the people that are the biggest proponent for this fair pay to play act are professional athletes. The guys that did go to the pros, the ones that are making the money and granted that, you know, they're seeing they're, they were able to capitalize on their talent. Well, you were the, the 1% of the 1% to make the, the basically to make it to the pros. Not everybody in college is making it to the pros. So for them, their opportunity cost or, you know, basically for them, them using their athleticism or whatever to get college paid for, get a little bit of free gear and still get fed at the end of the day. It's not really a bad bargain. David, you there? Yeah, and so I was, I was just looking and listening to what you were saying and kind of pulling up some quotes from some of the college coaches and kind of some of their comments and feedback on some of the situations. Because it is a slip, it can become a slippery slope, and I think... Because where's the stop? Where's the stop? Because you know high school kids are going to think the same thing. I mean, it's almost becoming like an entitlement bill. I totally understand that. I think that if athletes want to, if they want them that go to a, a signing thing, to sign stuff, they should make that money. Now, the, here's the, the the tricky thing with the signing thing is that that's not really through the university. A lot of times that's through a third-party party handler that's doing a card shop or something like that, and they're going, oh, oh Baker Mayfield, he like, you know, he maybe was still in college at the time. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he's signing stuff for people. No, I totally understand if he signs stuff, he should get a little bit of portion from that. Now, I, I do believe is that an NCAA violation if they do do stuff like that because that, that possibly could be. Um but I don't know. That that's that's just to me. Yeah, so a couple like so Nebraska Scott Frost mentioned like that exact same point. You know, the slippery slope where if you start paying, a, well, he's just thinking about the context of college football. But if you start paying a football player, then you have to pay every student athlete, and so kind of. Well, granted, he misses the point of like the entire thing, but kind of thinking about larger scale, if you pay this person, then what about this person? How much do you pay? And so even a guy like Tyson Helton at Western Kentucky thinking about kind of can you pool around or can you pool, get a pool of money together so maybe take away from a coach's salary possibly and then increase the cost of living check or the scholarship check and just kind of add some more so that if you do have some of these 
um, some of these high, high school players coming in, they know hey, this is part of this package along with the scholarship. You have so and so much along. This is part of your, you know, this is part of your student chat. Okay, can we add more to this? Or, like I said, increasing the scholarship piece. But, like but, but to... think about this though, David. If if you start doing this, this is this is if you want to play the game of being a business partner, you better be very careful with how these rules go because think about it. Okay, we'll start paying people. Well, okay, if we start paying people, now you're going to get up against work labor laws. Now what are you gonna do? If you don't do good in a game, up oh, you're cut. If you don't live up to your expectations, maybe you got to pay the university back all the money. You see what I'm saying? It it starts, like we mentioned, it's a slippery slope of what happens here with with these players. And I'm really, I'm really, you got to be careful. That's why I said, you know, LeBron James is going to be this proponent. He's going to be like, yeah, 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 I'm for the players. I'm for this and them for that. And if the NCAA, which I'm pretty sure has a, a legal team that's very smart, goes, okay, you guys go ahead and follow LeBron. This is what's going to happen. You know, you think this is what's going to actually happen. Well, guess what? We got a counter to this, and it screws up everything. I could basically see LeBron just being like, oh, well, you know, I, I tried to help you out, and, you know, I wasn't forthcoming to seeing this happening. And that's what happens. Now everyone's like, well, crap, we're screwed. You know, that that to me, you see what I'm saying? That That's where I, I see this going. It, right okay, now, it think, looks. It seems like a good idea at first, hypothetically, but when Penn gets the paper and people start looking at the logistics and the loopholes and then this and this and that, at the end of the day, the college player is still going to get the short end of the stick. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of coaches that would agree. And I think Brian Kelly was one that said, "Hey, you know, because it won't be in." enacted in the law until 2023 that gives you know, three years for the NCAA and the state officials and universities to kind of work through those fine-tooth codes to figure out all those particular logistics to make sure if you're going to do this fair pay-to-play, if you're going to pay for name, image, likeness, making sure, like, how much are you going to pay? Is it going to be kind of a uniform rate across all sports? Yeah. Or is it going to be, you know, prorated? Is it going to be, you know, because you obviously, then that will get into, well, if you're paying the male athletes yep. more for their name, is like this, Title and that nine. gets Title Nine, mm-hmm. and then that's a whole nother. That's another can of worms that's known. opened up that LeBron James ain't even thought about, but yet, once again, he's high on his perch talking. And I and, and I I just I I've seen this scenario before where you know you're 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 this great influencer and whatnot. And it it seems like it's a great idea, but now look at all the stuff that we didn't brought up. I mean, think about it. Look at the stuff that we've all brought up so far that could happen. And it's just so this is just at the D one level. We're like, not even thinking about D two, D three. You mean you know private yeah. institutions? What do you do then? I mean, I, I mean, it's, you're right, JUCO. I mean, what do you do then? Now, those schools, obviously, not all the time. Because think about it, UT, 
and and it could be as something as simple as using a player on a billboard. Think about it. We do it all the time. We, we usually this the top returning senior on the UT team, or maybe jun- usually junior or senior that's a star or but one of the better players is on a billboard promoting the the rocket schedule. So now you got to pay them extra money. And then how do you determine that particular player? Like, are they going to, you know. Right. Is it, and, and then, like, it's, is that like a bonus perk that you get? Right. Yeah. And then you also got to look at digital. I mean, it's not just it's not just on that billboard. How many times are you going to show the, 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 the player on digital, on Instagram, Facebook? Maybe a Snapchat page. I mean, I mean that's stuff that you got. That's stuff that you got to think about here. Is that you know? And, and that, we're we we you probably never thought of that, but I just thought of that. Like I said, what if they have the player on the media guide? Are they supposed to get a a cut of that? You got a player on the media guide. You paying for that likeness? What about the what about the the, the portraits that they put on the walls at the? And I don't know if you've seen it, David. Either in the locker room. Or in the media in the media room of players, you paying for that likeness. Even though a lot of times there's pictures of former players, but sometimes there's a current player on that wall there. You got to pay for that likeness. Yeah, and then thinking about even like a school like UT, like there's billboards all the way up to the state border, like state line with Michigan, yeah. all around you know the mall, and then all the I don't know how far down, maybe like. Kind of when you hit that line between us and BG, like at Perrysburg, like I mean, probably Perrysburg. Like yeah, Perrysburg might be both. Perrysburg will show a BG and a UT sign. Mm-hmm. Then once you get past Perrysburg, that's more all Bowling Green territory. So, yeah. so, so just think how many billboards that are out there in between, little small things. And then what about those generic jerseys? Or if you're going to the team shop, like there's a lot of, you know. A lot of little wiggle room for who's going to get how much money, how is it, how is it determined, like you said, with the media. Is it for every time someone likes the photo or clicks on a photo on Facebook that's connected to the you know, UT Athletic Department page? How does that work? Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be a lot. It is, it is a, a lot. And, and like I said, I mean, we, we totally understand that the – that they make a lot of money, but at the same time, though, they're getting a free education. You don't have to worry about debt collectors calling you or anything like that. You know, they're saying like Anthony Gonzalez, the former Ohio State wide receiver, um, they want to bring it to the federal level, not just state, the federal level. Um, uh, That's gonna be tough, right? And you know, it, you know, he's a Republican. But at the same time, like I said, it it's not for everybody, and, it, and 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 people are looking at it on their own perspectives. And I guess that's how life is, is that everyone looks at things at their own perspectives. The bigger schools, and you brought this up, you know, Ohio State, they probably can do it. I mean, they make millions and millions of dollars, and that's another thing. Well, they have, they have at least these schools make. Not all schools make millions of dollars on athletics. You look at the MAC. You look maybe at some of the the group of five conferences where they're not making a lot of money on their sports. It's just basically they got a sport, they're offering a D1 sport for teams. Um, 
and like you said, goes across the board of D2, D3, you know, let's face it, a lot of them teams are going to have a lot of a budget for anything uh, to, to, to pay athletes. I mean, it just is just not. And that's why I said, you know, in, in right now it seems like a good idea, but it, it just really is con- – it's really confusing how a lot of pro athletes are pushing this. They're pushing it. And it's like you're a pro athlete. You're in a different stratosphere. You're from a different perspective. Once you get to the pros, you're going to start making your money off your likeness. And that's, and that's, and that's great. I, I think that's totally great for them is that, you know, making your money off your likeness. That's what the pros is for. But in college, just enjoy being a kid playing some hoops or football or whatever it may be, and you get some added perks. I said, I think when this starts to get into get into this, you know, fair pay to play act, you're really getting pushed into adultism where basically you're probably not going to enjoy the, the sport because now there's big, especially if there's going to be some money on the line, and now people are going to want have expectations. You know, think about it. Man, I'm paying for your schooling, and you're getting a little bit of money on the side for your likeness, which is cool, but guess what? You know, if you're not, if you're not performing – we're gonna let you go in the middle of the season and we'll get someone else. Or even just thinking about it, just immediately came to mind. What if, you know, you're like a Nick Bosa last year, only played four games, then sat out the rest of the year. Does he get paid even though, you know, he's on the all promotional material? Do they have to switch everything up and it's like who else you get hurt? Does that mean well, they take down your image and likeness? Well, think about it. Like could could they play the NFL thing? Oh, you're hurt, you're cut. You're done. Oh, and by the way, um, you got to pay We're back gonna some money. We're going to take your money. We're going to take your money, or you're going to have to pay back some money. You think about it. You know, you get hurt. Uh, uh, Bosa is a good situation. We wouldn't put the, we put your likeness up on the billboard and everything like that. Obviously, you're one of the star Buckeyes. People are coming to see you. You get hurt. Okay. And, you know, maybe we cut you a little bit of something in your, in your check. You know, we give you a little extra money in your check for your likeness, but you're hurt and you're not performing. So, obviously, you're done. And since you got an advancement on this, we're going to ask for our money back. Then what are you going to do? That game check from the NFL is going to... Right. You you, You better hope. You better hope, and you better hope they don't say, you know, we, we're going to take this somewhere and they're going to add interest on it. You know, we, oh, we know you're going to the pros, but guess what? You know, as, the longer it takes you to pay for this, we're going to add interest on it. Guys don't think, think people don't think about that. That's the reason why I was so disturbed by this whole situation. As I said before, you know, is it unfair or is it unbalanced that the NCAA makes a lot of money off of some of these guys' likeness? Yeah. I do, but what can you do to balance that out? Well, guess what? You're never going to beat the man. You know, the the man is always going to make up rules to where that person's always the man and you're always the the worker. You're never going to beat the corporation. It's just not. It's, it's going to always be an imbalance of power. And I said, once you think you have a balance of power, they're going to counter it. And this is what's going to probably potentially happen. 
it's almost like when you try to rush to grow up too fast. You're like, man, I wish I was an adult while you're a kid. And then you become an adult and you realize, man, I didn't realize with adult I had a whole bunch of responsibilities. And this is where I kind of see this going, where it seems like a cool idea, chilling as a kid. Oh, I can get more money for my likeness. But guess what? There's going to be some added more responsibilities that you might not like. And this could blow up in people's faces. Yeah, it's going to be one of the things that, like, over the next, at least for the next six months to a year, as more and more states start to wheel out some of their more, more statewide things. I know one in North Carolina is already on the table, kind of being discussed. And so that's out there. And there are other states that are slowly following suit as they're watching to see kind of what was happening in California to see if it would get traction. So I wouldn't be surprised if by 2023, when California's bill is enacted, there are at least four or five other states that already have them on, on the table in law, ready to go, or other states that are contemplating because California is going to be the test ground. It's going to be a matter of, okay, if, depending on how the NCAA works with, California, with it being one of those bigger states, a lot of schools that pretty much impacts one of the, you know, half of the power, half of the power five conference, Mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, well, if it's, you know, we know Texas is probably going to do something wild just because of Texas, but what if the fair period play comes to the SEC country? Now you're messing with, well, I'm not saying that the PAC 12 network is like a, you know, big thing, and because it is, and it has its sports. But say if you're messing with, you know, Alabama or Georgia or Florida, where it's like you're impacting not just the NCAA, but you're impacting one of the more prominent SEC or conferences in the Power Five, and you have an entire network. So how's that going to go? Because now you have commercials, and you know they always show that two or three second clip of an athlete doing something in a commercial. Are they going to get their likeness? Are they going to get paid for their image in that commercial? That's not just on the local TV stations or the regional network, but that's on the mothership. Like That's a whole other ballgame. Now, here it is. It says here, like I said now, this is from The Ringer. The the, the bill is, 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 isn't seeking to designate student-athletes as employees or force colleges and universities to pay them via salaries or a trust. It isn't trying to reconfigure the much-debated value of an athletic scholarship. It is merely set to bar institutions from stripping any athlete's scholarship or eligibility over getting paid to sign autographs, appear in commercials, endorse products, and the like. It's an aiming to adopt what's been referred to as the Olympic model. If a similar bill were passed on a national scale, EA Sports could pay athletes to use their likeness in college sport video games, as the company has wanted to since 2014. The NCAA has argued that fans only wanted to play as generic college teams. Five years of fans obsessing updating rosters to keep them current stand as a pretty strong evidence that fans care about the players too. So it's not really forcing them, I guess, to pay them, so to speak. But as we mentioned earlier before, you know, the universities do use the the player's likeness on schedules or on billboards. So it's going to probably eventually leak to that because you're using that player's likeness. 
Yeah, and I'm just thinking, and, and I'm not really thinking about kind of the next steps. Where's the money? Like, who's going to contribute to this fund? Is it going to be, because we know college coaches, like, may be in support of this, but they ain't getting rid of their salaries. Like, they're not listening to their, their coaching salaries by any means. So is it going to be just from another area in the budget? Is it going to be strictly athletic department? Is this going to be taxpayer money that goes into this, like, this huge pool that's controlled by the state? Or is it going to be controlled by each individual university? Like, this is... Now, like they, this model is going to I think also, though, too, <laughs> I can see the NCAA doing this, and it could be a possibility, and it kind of is kind of kind of cruel. If you now can profit off your image and likeness, if you become one of those players, could the NCAA say, well, you, you're you're benefiting off of your image and likeness, and you're making money, we'll take your scholarship away. Now, I understand that they're saying that they're trying to not take away their, you know, make them ineligible and stuff like that. But it's almost like to the point where it's saying, well, you're just like any other college student really right now. You're working to pay off. You can work now to pay for your cop for your for your um your tuition. So if now you're a player that's, you know, doing these things and you're the star of the team maybe I can offer you a little bit less money with your scholarship because basically in hindsight, you're really making money. I mean, yeah, I, I can see stuff like that happening with loopholes. Yeah. And I think there are a couple, there are a couple of bills similar to fair play to play that are kind of being in the works to where they're kind of putting it in the actual bill that schools will be prohibited from taking away right. someone's eligibility. And so it could be tied in with that. There's a subsection like you can't take away his eligibility. You can't take away either his full scholarship or so much of a scholarship, I guess. So yeah, there's a lot of loopholes, but I think lawmakers are definitely trying to make sure, Hey, if this thing is going to be a count. You can't just say, Oh, well, they're not student athletes anymore. Cause I know that's what the NCAA wants to do. Like that's their, like I remember there were a couple, a couple of years ago, there was a UCF like punter or punter or kicker who had a YouTube video and was making money off of that. And that boy was like, Nope, you're ineligible anymore because you have this YouTube page. So it's like, <laughs> like they're going to get, they're going to get really stingy and kind of stingy up on this. But that's what the NCAA does. They just want to make sure that they're the main marketing, like they're the main revenue generators when it comes to collegiate athletics. Well, that's true, but I I think also though too, David, they want, and unfortunately, I think they try to want to have a competitive balance also. Because think about it, if you don't have a competitive balance in any sports league, it's really bad for business, as we've seen. And I understand that the Alabamas and everything are still kind of dominant, but sometimes you know, uh, let's face it, the bigger schools, you're going to have more of an advantage for players that want to go there that are already really good because, you know, you go to the bigger school means more money as far as appearances and stuff like that. So maybe that, you know, for the NCAA's business interest, you know, they still want to keep a competitive balance as well. I can see that as well. Yeah. Oh, and I definitely think when you think about the big schools, so thinking about the Ohio State, thinking about the USC's in terms of college football, thinking about the likes of Texas or getting down to Bama Lake, those schools are always going to be known for football generating significant portions of the revenue. Even if the other sports are dynamic or prolific as they 
say, you know, USC softball or you know, Texas baseball and volleyball and Alabama softball. Like, we know that, and again, it's going to be, I'm going to be curious to see just how the conversations around this kind of mesh with making sure that Title IX, because like, you know Title IX people are going to be like hovering, like, all right, this is, this is the men, this is good. But what about the women? Because yeah, that, that could be true. You know, if, if you know, like UConn, they got a lot of stars on that women's team. And I and I don't know if the Fair Pay, the, the Play Act, really could be under Title IX because this is third parties offering money. So it's up, it's that's on the third party. And if the third party doesn't really want to offer as much money to the female athletes, even though maybe the female sport might be better than the men's sport, I don't know if the Title IX would really cover that. You know, let's say, you know, there's a basketball team and the, 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 the women's team is better than the men's team, but yet um, one of the better men's players is getting, you know, going to autograph sessions and making more money than the female, even though the women's team, you know, outdraws the men and sells out the arena or whatnot. I don't know if Title IX would really cover that because once again this is a this isn't someone affiliated with the university. This is more of a third party um enacting on this. Yeah, and I don't know kind of with it being a state law, like how does that like could that be yeah, something that goes too. like to the to the state and like state court. Yeah. Then that can get all kinds of Yeah, fair pay play pay. Yeah, that that is that yeah, you got a point there, David. Uh, I don't know. That that that's an interesting topic and we'll we'll keep you know, an eye on that. Um, we're about to finish up here, though. Uh, I, like I said before, it, uh, it's going to be real interesting. I, I, I'm telling you, real, real interesting. Um, I just, like I said, I, my only thing with it was was that you know, when it comes to proponents of this, um, listening to the pro athletes or someone that you know never really been a college athlete, but yeah, was talking about well, Ohio's. If I went to Ohio State, they I kind of thought to myself, come on, dude. And, you know, I understand what you're saying, but you got to look at it from all perspectives of life. And like I said before, I don't mind them making a little bit, bit of extra money, but it's like I've seen it with my own eyes. You're getting your school paid for. You are getting a little bit of something. It's not like they're just totally sitting there being totally destitute. Like, you know, you're just playing sports and, you know, only your school is being paid for and you got to find a way to scrape up some money. Yeah, and like we've over the years, we've heard kind of, especially during like March Madness, that everyone thinks about Chavez Napier when he was in college, saying you know, kind of scraping by, kind of eating food, and kind of trying to scrape by, you know, in terms of making sure he had food to eat, like outside of practice and things like that. And so, there are all those stories and those instances, and they happen, and we're not trying to say all of those are you know whitewashed, but it is all about each. Each student athlete has this certain perk. They have this ability. They have this stipend. They have this scholarship. They have all these things afforded to them, and making making the most out of it. And for those that are able to potentially earn income off their image and likeness, how is that going to counter what they already have? Is that just going to make them, you know, you know, splash the cash, even though? In or, college, are you really splashing the cash? Will it? Will it? Or will it create jealousy within a team? I mean, that's happened in the pros. So and so's got an endorsement deal, and I want that endorsement deal. And 
And remember, it's sports and it's high level. People get very competitive. So we can see what's going on with that. What do you got going on for the weekend, David? College football on Saturday, football on Sunday. Not going to watch Monday Night Football because it's Browns 49ers. Like, who would subject themselves to that? But, yeah, just football on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, baseball postseason. Yeah, yeah, that, that did start. Well, well, David, man, thanks for calling in as usual. And uh, have a good weekend of football. And Monday Night Football is not going to be that bad. I mean, we had a good Thursday Night Football game with the Seahawks and Rams. But you're making it seem like that Monday Night Football game is going to be like Thursday Night Football. I mean, it's Cleveland, San Francisco. Like, I mean, if this was like baseball, maybe World Series, but like, yeah. from 49ers, nah, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, see you next week. Yep. That was David the Man of God. David Man got Harris here on 88.3 WCs. After further review, Frank called in a little bit earlier. Make sure you check out our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We'll talk more about Fair Pay to Play at, uh, I can see later on in the show. So for Frank and Derek, I'm Derek. Lost and listen to us on Saturdays, 11 to 1 on 88.3 WXUT. Peace. We're out.